Hey there. You get Adam tonight. This is Thin Line Believers. And if you are not familiar with with what we do, Steve and I, uh, we record a biblically-based podcast devotional. Steve and I are both police officers. We're first responders. And our goal is to reach other first responders, and anyone else for that matter, with the Word of God. Now, whether that be through someone's testimony or just opening up the Word and, and reading it aloud, ha- however that is that we that we podcast, it's it's simply trying to encourage and point people to Jesus, because ultimately that that's what has has helped Steve and I. As we as we go to work, as we deal with the stresses of work, the stresses of home. Uh, if you don't have this spiritual foundation, I believe that it's going to be a whole lot harder. And so, what we want to bring to you, from our experience, is a spiritual foundation. Now, having said that, tonight's topic is about food and the reason it's about food is because I like food uh, if you've ever seen me you're gonna know that I am a guy who eats and I eat good food and I eat a lot of good food and when I say good food I mean tasty food I don't necessarily eat food that is good for me I am, well, how do I put this? I am enjoying the bounty of God in many food forms, okay? And you know what? I'm I'm going to talk a lot about bread tonight because bread's pretty doggone good. And I think that's a gift from God. And if you disagree with me, well, let's... You know, maybe another time we'll talk about the showbread. We'll talk about the uh, the twelve loaves of bread in the in the tabernacle. We'll talk about uh, uh, well tonight. We're gonna, actually going to talk about manna. And so, you know what? God gave us bread, and I'm going to eat bread. For those of you who are gluten intolerant, I am so sorry. I really am, and I don't. I, I hope this message that I'm going to share with you tonight doesn't tempt you to go out and make yourself sick. But <clears throat> as for me and my family, we will eat bread. So anyway, let's uh, let's get into the scripture here. We're still in John. Now, I know we kind of break away from this every now and then, especially the last time that I was on here. I had my, my good friend, Dean, and he had an amazing story. And so we got away from uh, the book of John here where I, I'm kind of trying to work through it periodically. Uh, but I mean, let's be honest, listening to Dean was so much better than listening to me. Even if he didn't have such an amazing story and he does, his testimony is phenomenal. But even if he didn't, uh, I could listen to his accent for hours. Uh, he could be, I don't know, he could be reading Ikea instruction manuals or something. And I would still sit and listen for hours on end, but I, 
I am getting off topic way too easily tonight. So back to John. Okay, we're going to be in John chapter 6 tonight. And we're going to start in verse 5, read through 13 here. And we're going to kind of jump around here a little bit. But there is a method to my madness. So uh, John chapter 6, verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these many people to eat? He asked this one to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all, when they had, all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Twelve baskets. Now, a couple things here I want to touch on before we move along. So, it says here about 5,000 men were there. So, they didn't count the women and children. So, God only knows how many thousands of people were fed by these few loaves of bread and fish. And also, let's bump down to verse 12 here again. Because I think that uh, this portion of scripture is is one that I live by, and I didn't even know I lived by it, but it says, let, let nothing be wasted. I have a tendency to eat way too much food, and it's always under the excuse of, I don't want to waste it, but in reality, I'm just kind of a chunk. So, okay. Now, we're going to skip over a portion here, which is unfortunate, because it's pretty amazing. But if we start talking about this, I'm not going to get back to the bread. And I love bread, so we're going to stick with the bread. But we're going to skip over the part here where Jesus walks on water, okay? I'm going to touch on it real quick. So he feeds these thousands of people. They uh, <clears throat> they wanted to take him by force in order to make him king, which he wasn't there to be some political figure. So instead, he escapes them, kind of sneaks off, and he crosses over this lake uh, on foot. His disciples took a boat. Jesus said, mm, you know, I, I think I'll just walk. Thanks. So, so here he goes. He walks across the water, right? Cause I mean, why would you hop into a boat when you just walk across the lake? So anyway, let's, let's pick it up after Jesus has arrived on the shore in verse 25, same chapter. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So, still talking about bread here. I like bread. Okay. Now, we're going to pick it up again a couple verses later. 
No, correction. This is the next verse. Okay, then they asked him, what must, we, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. I don't know about you, but I, there are many times I find myself asking, God, what do you want me to be doing? Am I doing what I should be doing? Is there something more out there for me? Is there some ministry I need to be part of? Am I in the right career? Am I doing this? Blah, 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 blah. And here's the answer. You know, they ask him what other works God requires. And Jesus comes back, the work, singular, of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. I think oftentimes we try to convolute it. We try to complicate things when really what we're supposed to do is just believe in the one that God sent. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe what he's done for us. Believe that he took our sins upon himself. Believe that he is God incarnate, born of a virgin, died a sinner's death in my place, and then raised again from the dead, having defeated death. That's what we are supposed to do. That is our job. That's our work. So, they ask him for a sign. What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? Now, this is, this is odd to me because they just saw a sign, right? They just saw him feed 5,000 men. And that's just like you and I to forget what's been done. And I think that's, that's the main reason why we see in the Bible that believing doesn't come from seeing. It comes from hearing the Word of God. <clears throat> and so these folks, they saw it all. They saw it all. This is just like... And I'm getting ahead of myself here, but this is just like the Israelites who, in Exodus, they were brought out of the land of Egypt. They saw the powerful works of God up to the point where he even split the Red Sea, let them walk across on dry land, and then drowned the pursuing Egyptians with that same water. And then not long after that, here they are worshiping in calf because they already forget about about God. So that's just more further proof that hearing is what brings us faith, hearing the word of God. And so Jesus is the word of God here. And the point of this episode today is to encourage you to get into the word. Because if you want the bread of life, it's Jesus Christ. And how are you fed that? by the word and through communion if you don't take communion if you don't now communion is not a difficult thing it is in remembrance of what Jesus did for us it is the physical act the eating which oftentimes in scripture eating represents the physical form of what is spiritual what do I mean by that? Well, when soldiers are going out to war, one of the things that a country has to consider is can we feed 
this many people for however long this war takes place. We see in World War One, lack of food led led to horrific uh, a horrific end for many of these soldiers. You have you have to have the ability to feed an entire army if you have any hopes of winning a war. And so, what does the opposing military try to do? They cut off supply lines. Oftentimes, it's not just supply lines that are carrying ammunition and and weapons of warfare. It's supply lines that are carrying food, that are carrying clean water, whatever the case. So, spiritually speaking, we're at war. We are in constant war. The devil is always on the attack. And therefore, we have to be spiritually fed in order to be ready to, and I don't want to say defend, because I hate, I don't want to be on the defense when it comes to Satan. I want to be on the offense. I want to attack. And in order to do that, I have to be armed with the word of God. And how do I go on the attack? I share my faith. I share my testimony. I do what I'm doing right now, talking to all of you fine people. And this is how I go on the attack. The devil doesn't like that, and so now he's on the defense, right? But the point is, we are to be spiritually fed. Jesus is the bread of life. So let's continue on in the word here, because that's a lot smarter than what I have to say. They continued on. They said, uh, so give us a sign, blah, blah, blah. Uh, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Next page. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never go, never be thirsty. Now I'm going to pause there for a second because it was pretty recently that we talked about the woman at the well and Jesus told her that I am, uh, he said, drink of me and I, or come to me and I will give you uh, living water and you'll never, never thirst. Now he obviously knew that uh, he needed to talk about bread too, if he's going to reach people like me. So here we go. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe all those the father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Now, in the past, I, I've talked about how Jesus and God are one. So maybe you're sitting there 
kind of thinking, well, how how is this? How is Jesus here to do the will of God? How is he not here to do his own will? Well, just to touch on this real quick, Jesus, when he came to earth and put on a human body, he gave up his his uh, uh, not deity, but he he gave up being God to become fully man. And I think a lot of times we miss that. That Jesus is as much human as you and me. So he's not here performing miracles walking on water because he still has the powers of God. No. No, that's not it. He he gave that up. And the word says something that that he made of himself of no of no circumstance. He something something to that effect. He gave that up so that he could be just like you and me. So that we could actually relate to him. He went through the same struggles that we go through. He went he faced the same temptations that we face. But he overcame them. And for our sake he died and rose again. So I just wanted to clarify that that Jesus still depends on, in the, in the Bible, Jesus still depended on God for all the miracles that he performed. It was an act of faith. It wasn't an act of his own power. Okay. So, Jesus is the bread from heaven, right? We're going to skip ahead just a little bit here. And in verse 48, we're going to pick up here where Jesus says, I am the bread of of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here's the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And he did. Just like in communion, when we break the bread, Jesus' body was broken on the cross. Okay, but it was broken for a purpose, and you and I reap the benefits of that. Now, I want to make sure that everybody's familiar, before we, before we end this, I want to make sure everybody's familiar with what manna is, because I've talked about it a couple times here, and maybe you're wondering, well, what in the world is manna? Well, to answer that question... We got to go to Exodus chapter 16. So, Exodus. At this point, Moses has already received his his calling from God. He has led people out of Egypt and now they're in the wilderness. And so we're going to pick it up in verse 4 of chapter 16. It says, "Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for what for that day. In this way I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on other days. So, bumping ahead here to verses 14 and 15, it says, When the dew was gone, this must be the next morning, when the dew was gone, 
Thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. And then we're going to skip ahead here. And it says in verse 18, And when they measured it by the omer, which is their unit of weight, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. And then down here to verse 20. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning. But it was full of maggots and began to smell, so Moses was angry with it. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. Okay, so a lot to talk about here. I'm going to try and keep it short because I'm sure... Like me, you are tired of listening to my voice. So, uh, back here in chapter uh, 16, verse 5. On the sixth day, they were to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So, on the sixth day, they're supposed to gather twice as much of this manna, okay? And the reason for that is, if you know the Ten Commandments, uh, you know that we're to honor the Sabbath. That was especially important, and it still is to this day in Israel. Uh, I never have... I have never been to Israel, but I'm told that when you visit there, uh, transportation, uh, public transit, it completely stops on the Sabbath because of the commandment, honor the Sabbath to keep it holy. Okay, God created the world and everything uh, that we know of in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Okay, so they were to uh, collect twice as much on the sixth day and on the seventh day it would not have gone bad and they would eat what they had already collected the day before so uh, I'm going to jump ahead here just a little bit because it says here something that's huge everyone had gathered okay and when they measured it by the omer the one who gathered much did not have too much and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Regardless of how much they collected, it was just the right amount for them. So if you're in the Word for 15 minutes, if all you can do is fit in 10 minutes of the Word in the morning, God's going to meet you there. If you're able to get into the Word and you read for two hours... You're not getting extra credit. Now, I'm not saying to read less. I'm saying to get into the Word and use it as a time to converse with God, to have fellowship with Him, and enjoy that time. But don't get into it saying, I am going to do two hours in hopes that the Packers will win today, which didn't work. Okay, they still lost to Philadelphia. Anyway, so, um, get into the Word and use it as a time with the Lord. When you spend time with someone that you love and that you love spending time with, the time flies by. And you're happy for whatever time that you got with them. That's how it should be getting into the Word of God. Okay, so, however much time you spend or however little time you spend, God's going to meet you there.
and it's going to be enough to fill you. Now, when Jesus came on the scene and the disciples asked him, how do we pray? Teach us how to pray. They didn't say to him, teach us how to perform miracles or teach us how to outsmart the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He, they, they could see that his true power was received through prayer. And so they asked him, teach us how to pray. And so he goes through the Lord's Prayer, which is so quick. It's so quick. And we could do a huge podcast on just the Lord's Prayer alone. But it's, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We are to seek the Lord daily. We're depend on Him. We are to depend on Him daily. So here, Jesus compares Himself to the manna. And we see that the manna was to be collected every morning. If they tried to save it for the next day, it was filled with nasties. And I think that's because you and I have a tendency to get to the end of the day. And when we wake up, we got that junk going on again. We've forgotten what the Lord said to us the day before. And unless we get into the Word and start afresh and get us a nice loaf of brand new manna from the Word of God, we're going to be stuck with the maggots that are left over from the day before. And from a night of nightmares or whatever, waking up with some nasty morning breath, we got to clear that stuff away. Psalm said is new. Uh, his mercies are new every morning. Let's start every morning with some, some God time. Hey, to finish this thing off, I am going to defer to a professional here. Let's talk about what John Corson said here. And I'm reading out of the John Corson um, Commentary Bible regarding John chapter 6, verses 49 through 51. And here's John's commentary. The human being can survive longer on bread than any other substance. Although it is baked in different ways and fixed in different forms, bread is truly cross-cultural. It is also extremely palatable for the for most of us eat some sort of bread every day. But the most intriguing, intriguing aspect about Jesus' identification with bread is the process by which bread is made. That is, a seed of grain is planted in the ground. After some weeks, it springs up and grows into maturity. Then it is cut down, ground up, and placed in the fire. After it is thoroughly baked, it is enjoyed by humanity. That's exactly what happened to Jesus. A seed was planted in the womb of Mary miraculously. God incarnate came forth and grew to maturity. He was cut down as he was pinned to the cross, ground up as he was cursed and spat upon, and placed in the fire of God's wrath as he absorbed all of our sin. And because he had been planted, cut down, ground up, and burned in the very fire of God's wrath, you and I have the opportunity to eat of him daily, never tiring of him, always receiving strength and sustenance for the challenges of any given day. Truly, Jesus is the bread of life. The analogy is perfect. 
So it's pretty obvious why I had to defer to John there. I, I could spend all day and not put it as well as that. So I just want to encourage you all to crack open the book and uh, seek, a, seek a relationship with Jesus. Because that's, what, that's the only thing that's going to fill you up. All right. If you're trying the spiritual keto diet, trust me, you do not want to lose spiritual weight. It's the it's the skinny skinny ones that that uh, may not do quite so well in spiritual warfare. Okay, God bless. Check out the Facebook page, Thinline Believers. Check out check out our Instagram, and uh, if this is beneficial, share it with somebody. Pretty simple. Uh, give us a share on uh, whatever social media platform you prefer. I don't know much about the Facebook one. That's that's Steve's forte, but uh, I'm told that it's pretty easy to find and 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 I know it's very easy to connect with us. Okay, so Instagram Thin Line Believers, uh, Facebook Thin Line Believers, and Thin Line Believers at gmail.com. We don't we don't get any money for this. We just have a passion for. For sharing God's word with our brothers and sisters. So, um, you know, this is a non-profit place. So, uh, God bless you all. Take care in the week ahead. If you have questions, comments, um, prayer requests, whatever, give us uh, give us an email. Call us up. Send us a a DM, which is like a message on Instagram. And, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, folks. Take care.